Welcome to the Business, Wealth and Mindset Podcast. Your space for real motivational interviews and cutting-edge business content to inspire your positive mental attitude. And now, your host, Alex Sopala. Catherine, thank you very much for agreeing to come on the Business, Wealth and Mindset podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, so the idea of this podcast is basically to capture inspirational stories from uh, you know, successful business people like yourselves to uh, share your, uh, your story and also your knowledge for people who are looking to get into business or those who are already in business just to get them to understand the you know what it takes to be you know successful or to have that edge your competitive edge in business so capturing the inspiration stories would you know would really be ideal for the for the audience so it's uh, trying to structure it in basically four parts so if we can mm-hmm. capture your story to sort of uh, initially take us through where you you've come from mm-hmm. where you are now and what the vision is for the future and okay. you know the journey in between and the challenges and everything else involved so so we'll probably start with that if you can just give us a, you know some brief background about you and your story please. okay oh well where to start i suppose um i talk about a lot about what you end up doing or your main values in life come from your voids in yes. life mm-hmm. so growing up i grew up in a single parent family sometimes there was only five pounds um, a week to pay for all the food shopping, everything like that. And, you know, while you're growing up, you don't necessarily realize that. But Mm -hmm. it definitely became a point in my life where I realized what I didn't want. And what I didn't want is to be a mum that had to work all hours just to kind of pay the bills, to not have those kind of life experiences and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I had the opportunity, I I got a job as early as I could do. I was always out there earning Mm -hmm. money. I always had loads of business ideas, but I didn't know anyone who was a business owner to kind of create them into a business idea. And so for me, that feels, although it didn't really necessarily start my business journey. It's always been there why I wanted to have a business, why I ended up starting my own business and the fact that actually I've always had these entrepreneurial ideas Ideas. from a very young age. Like I can remember back at primary school having them. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like a lot of people who do go into business or entrepreneurs or you know have um who don't go down the normal job route as Mm -hmm. such and maybe they do start with them i certainly did there's always probably uh, this idea within them Mm -hmm. and then it's about how they go and execute it so i love the idea of this podcast because it gives people that insight as to okay i've had these ideas but then how do i make it into actually reality absolutely yeah okay now so um what is it Obviously, in, in business or in terms of our people looking to, to do something with objectives of, for, for example, financial freedom or to make money, mm-hmm. there's different routes. You can go the business route or the day job. So mm-hmm. um, wh- what made you go the business side rather than, you know, the education and de- do the day job? Yeah. So interestingly, I hear a lot of business people say maybe they weren't so great at school, like it wasn't mm-hmm. for them. Like. I have to say I was uh, one of those kind of uh, nerdy, uh, <laughs> loved getting A's. Like, yeah. I don't know, I, I suppose I always loved trying hard and put my best into everything I did. Yeah. And I suppose I still carry that through into business as well. Yeah. Um, so 
for me, I maybe wasn't some of these normal stories you hear yeah, in terms of business that I, um, you know, did get the grades, but then I decided not to go to university. I then started working, um, bringing in an income, but very soon it was like, why I'm working all these hours mm. doing something I don't really love. Um, like I said, I'd had all these ideas for, you know, many, many years about creating businesses and having my own businesses. Yeah. And I was just thinking, well, surely there's a different way. Yeah. And it was when I was working in the public sector, as County Council, I was uh, looking at, I came home and in this newspaper was mm. an event to go to mm. um, for women. Yeah. It turned out to be a property event. And I was just there and said, like, there must be a better way. Better way and yeah. uh, like, I suppose most people know that investing in property is usually a good thing. Yeah. Um, yes, there can be challenges and it's not always simple, but having this idea that of investing in something yeah. that can then make money you know, after you've kind of done the work in it and it's then continually bringing you income, just felt like a really smart way of doing it and really then has kind of created this whole leveraged lifestyle brand that I've got as well and the podcast myself. And so for me, that's kind of where it's all stemmed from, this idea that could you go and invest your time, get educated in it? And I did. I went and got educated in in, um, property investment and things like that because kind of the good student in me wanted yeah. to do it the right way yeah. and um, mm-hmm. and yeah this is now eight years on since yeah. our first property investment so wow. yeah, yeah that, uh, that, that's that's very good very good so I mean in in, in, in your journey what, what do you think has been the role of, of, of mindset like mm. in being in the, in the right space of yeah business mm-hmm. I think for me people who stay in business and keep going, as opposed to those who might like the idea of it, mm-hmm. but actually maybe are more an employee, which is cool. And yeah. we need we need both yeah. sides of things. Yeah. We really yeah. do. Um, and really, in fact, we probably need more employees, yeah. really. Um, but those people who go out there, it's definitely a risk mentality because yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. You will have people think you're not normal yeah. and that you're a bit mad. And, you know, why are you taking this risk? Yeah. And, you know, leaving a secure salary and going to create something new in the world. But, you know, you need those people as well that take those risks that, Um, go out there and I think the biggest difference for me and where I see a lot of people fall down is that they come across a challenge and Mm. it's too hard and the easy route is to go back to a salary and going back to being employed and like I said that is that is part of that mindset it's understanding that from the beginning when you go into business that it's not all guaranteed and there will be hard times there will be challenges and yes you might be doing something that you love or you're passionate about or Mm. you're really good at but there's still going to be things that you don't know and that you're going to challenge against and people that you don't want to work with maybe or things (laughs) like that and it's how you get through that and for me the biggest lesson of being in business over the last eight years or so is that I'm not a quitter and that I keep pushing through and no matter how hard it is and the big thing that gets me through is the people in the network around me and knowing I can tap into my business partners also my husband um, the mentors the network I have and so whenever there's something I come across that I don't know the answer to or that I haven't faced before is going okay I'm not going to quit I'm going to go and find a solution and I think personally i've always been very solution focused whenever i was in a day job as well like when i was when i was salaried and an employee 
I always said, okay, well, we've got this problem, but what is a solution or what solutions can I come up with? And I think that's a very important part of the mindset of a business owner and an entrepreneur is to think, okay, there's this problem, but what's the solution rather than getting so bogged down in what the problem is? Yeah. Wow. Do you, do you think, I mean, from your journey or generally in business, do you think it, it's particularly more challenging or difficult for women in business? Or is that does that apply to specific sectors? What, what's been mm. your experience? So my experience personally is there will be some things that are easier for women. Mm-hmm. There will be some things that are harder yeah. and there will be some things that are exactly the same. <laughs> um, personally, where it can be easier is sometimes, I think women, we talk more, we're more yeah. open and yeah. therefore people will be more open with us. Yeah. And we're seen as more maybe trustworthy, more yeah. honest. So yeah. mm-hmm. you get people opening up in a different way than maybe I've seen people do around men, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where it can be harder, though, is just the number of things I see women juggling, mm-hmm. which I always feel, you know, when I even compare to my husband or just other men within my life, mm-hmm. I will be doing the doctor's appointments with the children, for example. Yeah. I will be thinking about the other dependents in our life, so parents and grandparents, yeah. to the point where my husband doesn't think about that on a recurring basis. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. I think it is part of nature within a woman to be that kind of caring, nurturing yeah, nature, role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we're probably just, I believe, juggling more things on our head at any one time. Multitasking. Multitasking <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously mm-hmm. that's a great skill to yeah, come into business absolutely. with, like a fantastic skill, but it can mean that we have to step back at times, but maybe we'd like to step up and scale and grow, but actually yeah. we may be having to think about kids or dependents or yeah. the home and the makeup of everything more than I would say mm. I have seen men do. That's not to say that men don't take that role on for sure yeah. when they have to and, uh, yeah. you know, when life presents those challenges yeah. and, you know, single yeah. fathers and things. Yeah. Um, there's definitely some nuances. There's definitely ways mm, there's ways of describing women in business mm-hmm. who may be, say, assertive yeah. or <laughs> dominant. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And there's words for women that are not there for men like yeah. bossy, like, um, you know, yeah. crazy or like, yeah. you know, the word might be passionate in men, but like a woman's then like, you know, aggressive yeah. with it. Wow. So I think there's definitely some balances still to be had. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's getting better. I do think the men I work with are not, they're kind of blind to the fact that I am a woman, which yeah. is great in some sense, but other sense you're like, I also need you to understand that I'm yeah, also a woman and a mum and yeah. all of that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, okay. it's just a balance. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But then, then picking up on that and and the level of, of tasks that women have to to take on and juggle and all of that. Uh, sometimes for some uh, women, probably men as well, actually men as well in general, it can lead to sort of overwhelm. It's mm-hmm. like you're really overwhelmed with the with the the tasks and everything in in particular because of the level of competition in the marketplace mm. as well when you when you get to see what other people are doing and the success that they are up to and you, you you're thinking you know how can i get there or i should mm. also be there and you try and push yourself more and more and sometimes it can lead to you know breakdown or mental mm. health issues and 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 those that particular side of things so you know how how do you like personally sort of 
juggle that as well being a mom and you know running a successful business and you know you've got a husband as well and <laughs> the whole thing yeah. the whole thing so there's a few yeah. things there for sure that yeah. I'd love to pick up on yeah. so for me mental health and taking care of my mental health yeah. is so important having mm. suffered with mental health issues um, mm. namely clinical depression in my yeah. early 20s mm. and so I'm a lot more aware of the triggers yeah. my kind of pattern where it leads to and mm. so i can um start taking care of myself better yeah. mm. i know the interventions i need to take whether mm. that's some time off whether yeah. that's some space it's letting people know yeah. um mm. so you know i used to hide away a lot i'd go into my own little kind of bubble and cocoon now mm. i'm very clear like i speak to my husband straight away yeah. um, i'll go and see the doctor if i need to and yeah. just look at everything holistically as well because usually if my mental health suffering it's because i'm not getting enough sleep yeah. it's because i'm not eating well enough um, um you know maybe certain levels are, are not great in terms of you know iron or vitamin d or yeah. b12 so mm-hmm. you know uh, that's what i look at and i would suggest anyone look at that because you i think that's that. um a great way to look at things holistically okay if my mental health is suffering i'm feeling a bit blue and mm. it's continuous as well that's the key thing of the okay like we can all have our down days we can all have a day where we're not feeling 100 yeah. percent on form but mm-hmm. it's when it's continuing like that's when you really want to take stock and kind of go, okay, yeah. I might need some intervention or some help here. Yeah. Uh, and there's plenty of help to be had. And it's, it's, there's strength in being vulnerable. There's yeah. strength in asking for help. So yeah. like, don't ever see that as a weakness or a failure. Yeah. Um, the overwhelm part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we all get that. And I think anyone who says they don't ever feel overwhelmed, like, I feel like they're lying. Like, yeah. <laughs> they have to be. Yeah. So for me, um, I actually did, funny, did uh, a five steps to overcoming overwhelm on my podcast, Leverage Lifestyle. Yeah. Mm, um, yes. And for me, the initial thing is like taking stock of where you are yeah. and what's causing the overwhelm. It's usually because something's out of balance, mm. it's not in line with your values. It's not your priority right now. Maybe mm. you said yes to something you should have said no to mm. or not yeah. for now. Mm. Um, and you've put too many things in your place and you need to take back control again and yeah. say, why am I in this position? Why am I feeling overwhelmed? Can I do something about it? The likelihood is you probably can. And then mm. what can you do about that all? Yeah. Um, and then the final thing of like, again, personal things that I'm doing day to day is like, I, I look at my calendar. Have I filled it too much? Mm. Like having separate my out my family time to my business time to then like time for me as well and yeah. um, that's getting smaller and smaller and times <laughs> and i have to break it back out again yeah. um but that's really important as well so you know look at your calendar look at your time look at your week yeah. you know break out your family time try not to merge business and family at the same time like yeah. the amount of times i'm you know if i go to read an email on my phone and yeah. my daughter's yeah, like you know mommy mommy and i'm like right <laughs> put it away again i can come to that later so yeah, yeah. just I, I really recommend segmenting, segmenting having yeah. that, um, creating that balance in your own mm. life and diary and calendar and, yeah. and working with your partner and your family to agree yeah. that. Wow, that, yeah. that's really crucial. So, yeah, thanks for that. Now, um, what, what do you think is the role of uh, sort of training and mentorship, for example, in, in you know, sort of accelerating someone's success mm. in, in, in business from your experience as well? From my experience, so I think coaching and mentoring are different and I think mm. training is different again. Mm. So I'm a speaker and a trainer. Mm. I do mentoring as well. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a coach. Mm. I've not had training in coaching, mm. but I've done the thing I mentor in. That for me is the key, whereas yeah. coaches don't necessarily have to have the training 
or mm. they have done the thing they're coaching in, but mm. they will have had some training as to being a coach, a coach yeah. and to getting it out of the person. Yeah. Whereas a mentor really is guiding someone through the thing they've been through themselves. So, for yeah. example, property investing mm. or creating bu- businesses that you've then leveraged and outsourced. Yeah. Um, mm. The training part for me, I'd always recommend if you need to go and get that training first before working with a mentor so that you can accelerate what you do with that mentor because the mentors, they're not having to train you in the thing or teach you as such. Mm -hmm. They're then holding your hand to take you through an actual then physical um, real life process rather than the theoretical training. Uh, And then they can guide you through actually doing the thing and and going through that. And, you know, the likelihood and I think actually a really great mentor isn't someone who's just had loads of success but actually had some barriers and some challenges and mm. some things go wrong because you can learn from that like yeah. and, and that's great then you don't have to go through that yourself so maybe it's yeah. like how they evaluate your business partner or team members or yeah. how you would you know expand your um your team physical virtual or yeah. because they've done that already and maybe they've done some things wrong and so they're like right look out for this um so that's what i would look at and so that's not say like i wouldn't necessarily have a coach at the moment i don't have a coach um in any particular area but i do have a lot of mentors i've done a lot of training i deliver training um i've done a lot of mentoring i am a mentor um but for me um every now and again if i need to tap into coaching elements as in Mm -hmm. as a mentor you get to know your mentees and the yeah. people you're working with and you mm. know where they know the answer mm. and they're just kind of coming to you for the easy option. Yeah. And mm. actually um, some great techniques I've learned over time, which is very much what coaches do, is to get it out of them. Out of them, yeah. um, And say like, you know, what would you do? Like, how mm. would you do it? And it's just, it's the questioning. It's how they do all that. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, well, I, I'm a big fan of them <laughs> and um, yeah, they good. can definitely accelerate you, take you further, quicker, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm um, obviously picking up on that and your uh, podcast as well, Leverage La- Lifestyle. It's about sort of trying to achieve, you know, results or things in, in a much quicker way than, mm. than you, you would on area. But where, where do you think the, the balance lies between, you know, leveraging in order to do something at an accelerated pace versus actually doing something that you you like i guess mm. probably <laughs> okay yeah. so for me um one of the things i like to take people through is actually like what are they doing now mm-hmm. and is it what they would be doing anyway sort of yeah. thing so if you're becoming say you know people listening to this mm-hmm. if they're maybe still in a job and they're looking to start a business or they've mm-hmm. started a business like why did you do that to start yeah. with yeah. what was the purpose behind it and actually is the business helping you fulfill that yeah so mm-hmm. I think there's a great um, combination. Yeah. And that is being able to do what you love right. and you got a passion for, you're really good for, mm-hmm. all of that, you know, to leverage it to create some income and a lifestyle that you want. And if you can marry those two together, that yeah. for me is a leveraged lifestyle. Leveraged, and yeah. look, I believe you can get that through being an employee as well. And if you can get that, you know, through a guaranteed salary, mm-hmm. fantastic, like mm-hmm. holy grail, like that <laughs> is, uh, you know, just the place you want to be. Yeah. But, you know, again, as a business owner and the whole leveraged lifestyle piece is that you should be able to get to choose your hours. Yeah. You get to work um, smarter, not harder all the times, that you're mm. working on the areas of the business or what you do um, really well and you're playing to your strength mm. and you're outsourcing, leveraging or automating the bits that you're not so good at. Yeah. And for me, that that is a leveraged lifestyle, you know, yeah. doing the bits that you love, 
working smarter, not harder, um, mm. and creating a lifestyle that works for you and your family. Mm. And and throughout your years, that will change yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and it's coming back to that why, why you started it or why you're doing it all. Yeah. And is it still in line? And have those things changed? And, and therefore, yeah. you know, maybe you want to spend more time in the business again because you're ready to scale up again. Or, yeah. you know, the kids have gone off to school and now you've got more time again. And yeah. yeah. I see. So... Uh, in in terms of uh, uh, challenges or when it comes to training and advice from people, mentors in, in business, um, I mean, how can you distinguish or tell, especially for people who are just, just starting, and how can they distinguish good advice or bad advice or a good mentor or bad mentor? Mm. You, you can't get into those yeah. difficulties as well in business. This is it. So mm. for me, I'm always watching really for my next mentor. Yeah. So it it's very unlikely that it's going to be a person I meet for the very first time, yeah. unless they have some sort of like, you know, magical power or something. <laughs> um, so for me, yeah. I'm watching a lot. Like, so maybe I'll do some of their, um, you know, listen to their podcast, yeah. read their book if they've got one, um, watch them across socials, like really kind of following what they do, mm-hmm. watching what they do. Ideally, if you can get some recommendations from people yeah. who have worked with them. Yeah. Um, you know, what are they up to? Are they living a lifestyle you want? Mm-hmm. Are they doing the things you want to do? Yeah. Um, because I think, you know, there's some people that I follow and are mentors and they are pretty much workaholics. Yeah. And for me, that's not the lifestyle I necessarily want. So I take a little bit from that and yeah. like, okay, what can they teach me and what are they doing? But how can I then make it work for me and my family and my lifestyle? Yeah. Um, so it's not to say... I don't take a little kind of cherry pick from each mentor that I've got. Mm -hmm. Even my peers, I would call my mentors at times. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if there's someone you're really resonating with, who's got the lifestyle you want, who's living it, like, and you're watching, like, they really are living it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, uh, I think the interesting thing is, like, especially on Instagram, uh, you know, you get all these glossy photos and then you realise, like, you know, they were completely posed and all that. (laughs) So, like, I try to find, like, what I call, like, the real shots. Mm -hmm. So, for example, like, I took a picture yesterday. Mm -hmm. I was doing a sales and marketing meeting with my husband, who's also my business partner, and my youngest son uh, wouldn't go down for his nap. Mm -hmm. And so we were just having the meeting in the sitting room while he's running around playing and I just took a little picture of him like mm-hmm. you know this is what a leverage lifestyle is wow. like for me because I'm getting to run my business I'm getting to be a mum yeah. like my son's there it's great mm-hmm. and um, wow. you know and, and you make it work around yeah. it so like I know therefore that people might come to me who are also mums for example yeah. uh, who are trying to run their business who have got little ones and they're like okay how do you make it work and it's like this is how I'm making it work yeah. like I'm showing you wow. um, yeah. and so they know then they can relate to me I can relate back I come with some real experience that they can see. Yeah. It's all of that. Wow. Yeah. And uh, actually picking up on that, uh, you know, on, on uh, one of your posts on, on Facebook, you had this picture. You are sitting on the beach with your laptop and working. For me, that resonated as you know, this is That's it. a leverage lifestyle. That yeah. was. That yeah. was. Uh, I always joke about it because, um, you know, a beach, a, a laptop on the beach and you see all these pictures. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, this this was the holy grail. This was the private Wi-Fi enabled. <laughs> Beach. So, like, you can actually build a laptop and actually yeah, do some work. Um, but, yeah. but, but for me, the funny thing is, like, yeah, the, the, obviously, it's a great photo. I'm yeah. there in Bermuda the week yeah. of my 31st birthday. Like, mm-hmm. I'm there. It's real. Like, yeah. and yeah. but I'd seen that shot, like, on, you know, kind of PowerPoints and, you know, this yeah. sort of thing. And you see wow. it everywhere. And it, like, 
I wanted that for myself. Yeah. And then essentially within two years, yeah. there I was there on my are. private Wi-Fi on Over yeah. Beach. So, yeah. Very inspiring. <laughs> it's really good. Thank you. Um, so, um, I mean, moving on to, you know, what, what advice would you give to people who are uh, looking to get into business, but maybe they are struggling with um, ideas or uh -huh. what is it that they can do? What is it that they are, they are good at? Or basically the start or mm. how can they make that you know first, yeah. first start so i feel mm. like there's kind of three routes why people get into business mm. like i could be wrong i'm sure there's more <laughs> but this is how i see it mm -hmm. so number one it's the thing you're really good at so maybe you're already employed in it yeah. maybe it's the hobby you've had for a long time yeah. maybe it's um you know what you end up teaching other people mm -hmm. um but essentially you then decide, I'm going to be now the business owner of that thing. Yeah. So the trouble is, sometimes you being good at the thing doesn't make you a good business owner of that thing. thing. Yeah, <laughs> because there's a lot that comes with being a business owner. And we'll yeah. kind of go into that. Yeah. The second is you suddenly go, right, um, I'm fed up with my job or like, I don't want to be an employee anymore. I, I want my own business. I'm just going to create a business. Yeah. And so you you pick one, like you, you Google, <laughs> what's the easiest business to start? Yeah. And I don't know, one of my, my friends started was like an eBay reselling business because yeah. she spent like 50 quid on some yeah. clothes from a charity shop repackage them, mm. you know, sell took them. the pictures yeah. and sell them on. Um, so she she knew she wanted to get out. She kind of knew that was a way to do it. And that's mm. what she did. Mm. The third way is that you would then come to maybe someone like me mm. and you go, okay, I really want to uh, create a business. I want to learn about a business though that's completely new. Like I've never done it before. So this yeah. could be selling online. This could be monetizing a podcast. This could be uh, creating a prosperity business, whatever. Yeah. So I know I want a business, but I'm going to come and learn it yeah. and then learn how to create a business from it. Does that make sense? It's yeah. kind of like three routes. Mm -hmm. So for me, I went the third route, really. So I had an idea that I always wanted to be a business, mm. but actually it kind of could have been anything in the end. Yeah. And what I started with was property. And then I went and got myself educated in property. Mm -hmm. And then I've got mentors in property mm. and I've gone and done property. Like yeah. I, I took the route. So in some ways, I love property because it's a great asset model. Yeah. Great mm -hmm. passive income. Like I've leveraged um, so much of it out to my team, both physical and virtual. Mm -hmm. And but I love to like for me, property is really a people business. Yeah. And I love chatting with people. So yeah. it's great. And mm -hmm. from that point of view, um, it's enabled me to then do other businesses after that yeah. as well. So obviously then because I like talking, it was like, well, I'll have a podcast, a podcast and then yeah. training mm -hmm. people in podcasting. And mm -hmm. um, you know, so that's how we met. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> and um, so that, that for me, um, I think yeah. it allows you to do the things you love to do. Yeah. So whether you start down a business route and then you can leverage it yeah. to then go and do the thing you love or you choose the thing you love and then you learn how to create it into a business. Yeah. But I definitely mm -hmm. think there, you know, we're not taught how to run a business at school. Yeah. We're not taught um, that we can go invest in property and invest in you know commodities or whatever you want to invest in whatever your investment models we're not taught that at school so you do have to go and find other people who've either done it and yeah. that's the idea that they've done it mm -hmm. um, and they're doing it and they're successful at it yeah. um, and maybe they've had some challenges along the way because actually that's more well-rounded and yeah. um, you know they can teach you then where not to make those mistakes and <laughs> you know how to not get into those challenges ideally yeah. or how to at least get through them if you yeah. find them yourself mm. in them um, mm. and so I quite like that model of okay if you do want to get into business and it could kind of be anything like come yeah. and learn it from someone who's been there and done it 
They can yeah. tell you the, the good, the bad, the ugly, yeah. and you can learn it firsthand and you can go, okay, maybe I'll just come and do like, I don't know, a day's training. Yeah. I'll see if it's for me. I'll see mm-hmm. if I like the idea. And then it's like, okay, maybe I'm going to invest some more time into it. Yeah. And you, you kind of build up from there because I think sometimes when people, like say, are either building a business on something they knew and loved, they'll love the thing and yeah. then they'll hate being a business owner. Being a business yeah? owner, yeah. Or then they think, I'll just be a business owner and it will be like anything and I'll go and do it myself. And yeah. it's like they'll face challenges along the way that, you yeah. know, maybe they've never dealt with, I don't know, setting up a company, for example, yeah. a company's yeah. house and all yeah. that. So I think for me, the real thing is like, okay, if it could be anything, go spend some time, figure it out from people who've been there, done, done it, yeah. all of that. It's a fantastic way route into business. And you can do that through, like I said, podcasts yeah. and books, through live events now with people mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and and sit down and have those conversations. Like, yeah. do you think this is someone like me? Yeah. Um, what will it take? Yeah. You know, what do I have to do? What are the hours I'm going to have to put in? What's the investment I'm going to have to make? Yeah. Uh, monetary, time, you know, headspace, head all space, of that. Yeah. Um, okay. What challenges might I face? And, yeah. and, you know, I always think a lot of people... Uh, there's many people should I say not a lot of people there are many people out there who want to um, have a business because they think it's going to give them a lifestyle straight away but actually they're going to have to put a little bit of time in up front make some sort of investment make some sacrifices have people think they're probably a little bit crazy for giving up maybe a salary or a normal job Um, and so it's people who are ready to go through that then there are so many resources out there just make sure you tap into them yeah Wow. So from, from your experience or just general business, what, what would you say are the, the key challenges of oh, business? I feel like it's going to depend on what you're like as a personality. Yeah. So for me, I know I'm very much strategy, bigger vision, mm-hmm. brand, marketing, sales and all that. Mm-hmm. And I'm great at starting new things, mm-hmm. but that also can mean I'm not always good at finishing things yeah. and I'm not always good at then the intricacies of it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. luckily I found my my partner my husband um who obviously at the time i wasn't in business when we met each other but he is a a management accountant by profession he loves systems and processes he's done like prince two project management he definitely is the guy who sits behind and i think one that makes why we are good partners because we're quite different but we have similar visions and values and that's what then heads us in the same direction and so anything i'm starting he can then help finish Mm -hmm. i'll create the strategy and the sorry i'll create the strategy (laughs) he'll create the system system, um so for me that is where the challenge comes because one you need to be really self-aware and know what your strengths are but you need to be really clear on what your weaknesses are and don't be afraid of them okay these are my weaknesses and these are the the people or the power team or the network I'm going to have to tap into because I don't know how to run payroll or do financing or um, maybe it's the other bit you don't know how to do sales or marketing or like but you're Mm. really good at the finance bit so it's figuring out what you're really good at and Mm. then going okay so what's that mean I can't do or I need to find people who are great at that Um, and and that might be training with them learning from them it might be employing them it might be um, outsourcing to them yeah. so for example like you know I need or, and even Steve uh, my husband who is a um, management accountant we still have an accountant at the end of the year yeah. to go through all that oh, no. and so it is it's finding those people yeah. who are going to help you build your business so you can do the bit you're great at mm-hmm. and then you can network outsource uh, yeah. and leverage the people yeah, who the people. Wow. yeah it's all about people. Yeah. Business is about people. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So what, what do you think is the role of uh, um, 
you know, giving back mm-hmm. to society, for example, or just, you know, whether it's charitable activities or, or something. Because they say, you know, giving is a is a, the best form of receiving. Mm. So how, how does uh, that play out in your world? Yeah. So uh, overarching thing for me is I, will be, I believe business can be an absolute force for good. Mm-hmm. And I do believe money will only make you more of what you are. And I like to think I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. I've always been thinking about how I can give back, especially through business. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we actually do in our business, Mm -hmm. um, to give you a real life example, Mm -hmm. is within our service accommodation units, uh, every toilet is twinned with a latrine in the third world. Um, Mm -hmm. So really simple, has a little plaque. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that um, one is funding a a sanitary uh, toilet facility for, you know, someone out there in the world. And this is what I always think. I like to think as business and what we do on a global scale, because I think it's all interlinked. And if, you know, helping someone on the other side of the world, like it will come back, it Mm. will eventually. And and Mm. even if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, And for me, like this little plaque, people see it and like, We've got them in our own home as well. Yeah. And it's that ripple effect of people going, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. It's like one in three people don't have access to a sanitary toilet in the world. Yeah. Like, that's crazy, right? Yeah. Like, it's it, we take it for granted where for we granted, live. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just things like that of how can we do? I mean, my husband loves running. So he's done marathons for charities yeah. and things like that. Um he always feels like funny about asking people for money for this charity. But I'm like, you're not asking for you. It's for the charity. For the charity um, yeah. So I think if we can, one, help promote charities or charitable organizations through mm-hmm. our businesses, if we can put some of our profits or revenue into helping them, like say what we do with this toilet twinning, yeah. if we can also as businesses try and do as little harm to the world, the planet, to people and um, be a force for good, be a great example, um, inspire people to do good. Um, For us, again, with our service accommodations, like I I don't have any products that have been tested on animals. Um, I don't have any animal products in that that, that, because that's a personal um, value of mine. And so I just think you know if we can improve our carbon footprint all of these things oh, that are yes, just going to make yeah. big oh yeah big mm-hmm. difference like a global impact yeah. um yeah. and so yeah business has the ability to, to be a great force for good yeah. and i think it's our responsibility as business yeah. owners as entrepreneurs to promote that Smart. and yeah. um yeah kind okay. of give back good so um as we get to the end cool. what what is the vision for you like you know where do you see yourself in five years or ten years (laughs) (laughs) so i feel like every time anyone asks me this it's probably changing and i think this is the thing as my children you know they're still fairly young at the moment um Mm -hmm. but i i'm already keep envisioning like as they get older and what i want to share with them and like the lifestyle i want to have with them and so for me it's always just being uh having the freedom and choice yeah that's the big vision of like our our life as our family Family. Mm-hmm. The big kind of overarching vision for me uh, uh, personally, for my family, for our businesses, for the kind of the global vision mm-hmm. is to have a planet that not just survives, but thrives. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like if we can do business, our business can do good. If we're leveraging those businesses so we have more time to help, to give back, to 
do the right things in terms of the planet and the crisis that we're going through at the moment, then um, that's only a good thing. And if I can share with more people how they can leverage their time, their money, their knowledge, Mm -hmm. um, so they're not having to work every hour of the day, they can be up to bigger things as well. So for me, that's that's the big vision. and yeah, oh, I mean, there's lots of goals yeah. within that, obviously, to kind of hit that. But that's that's the big thing I'm big always vision. aiming towards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we get finished with a light-hearted game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love a game. This is a this or that game. So okay. You get to pick. Pick one. one I assume it has to be quick. Just right. Like okay. That. Okay. So <laughs> uh, first one: cars or trucks? Cars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sweet or salty? Sweet. Sweet. Okay. Uh, piercings or tattoos? Piercings. Piercings. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any tattoos, so, <laughs> and I've only got one ear pierced. Like it's not even like. <laughs> shower or tab? Uh, shower. Yeah. TV shows or movies? Movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Facebook. Okay. Um, mountains or beach? Beach. Good. Summer or winter? Summer. <laughs> Puzzles or board games? Oh, board games. Board games, yeah. Okay. Although my daughter would say puzzles. She yeah. loves puzzles. <laughs> Sandals or stilettos? Sandals. Sandals. Comedy or drama? Oh, <laughs> drama. <laughs> I think. Uh, and um, freedom or hope? Oh, freedom. Mm, that's, uh, oh, that was a tricky one. But yeah, freedom. Family or friends? Family. <laughs> Marco or Rob? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you have to be careful. What do you I say? <laughs> you might say both. It's a okay. Both. Yeah, yeah. I winged that on uh, um, uh, Jamie York. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, York, like, definitely a Rob. Uh, no, Mark. Definitely a Mark. I said, uh, Rob will be on the corner. I said, I don't care. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Uh, yeah. is, uh, we, have, we have a good time. We have a good yeah, time with Mark yeah, and Rob. Good. Good, good, good. So, and uh, just to finish off, uh, where can people find you? Wow. Example? I know you've um, got the podcast, Leverage Lifestyle. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Uh, hmm. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all the good places for Leverage Lifestyle. Yeah. Um, Catherine Turner, Catherine with a C. Hmm. Um, Catherine Turner, speaker, if you just put that into Google. Yeah. Um, hmm. Again, LinkedIn, Facebook, I'm on yeah. there, Catherine Turner, speaker. Yeah. Um, and Instagram and Twitter, I think I'm yeah. Catherine and T, yeah. and without any. Oh, so, yeah, really. nice and simple. Or yeah. website where you can find absolutely, absolutely everything, everything is Catherine a turner.com.com perfect thank you very much Catherine thank you so much for having me Alex it's been a pleasure on the podcast thank Thank you you.